0: From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Strap into your mash tun. That's uh, that is a thing I say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout-out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. Join the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link above our homepage and join today. I also want to give a big shout-out to our patrons, specifically our Black Bell patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsen, Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you will like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. Brian! Yes. What have you been up to? Beer related. Beer related?
1: Uh, not not much. Just drinking these delicious beers that you've been putting in front of me.
0: Right. Yeah. You got a, you got a, you got some more Molson there. Yeah, and, I'm uh,
1: trying to finish up some
0: Molson from the last episode. If you listen to that, yeah. and then, then um, you've got the a, wh- uh, American Wheat. Wheat beer. Do you want a recipe on that? Um, yeah, definitely. We've, Always. We've, we've, we've talked about it on the show already, but I don't think anybody will care if we kind of. This has
1: got some. Funky business going on. What do you mean, funky business? The
0: aroma. It's very. Go ahead with the recipe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, Nope, that is not the recipes. Recipes. ESC wheat. Rebrew. Alrighty. It is 54% uh, two row, 30% white wheat, 7%. Uh, flaked red wheat and uh, 7% rice hulls. 7% rice hulls. <laughs> is that really kind of like. Uh, it, it, like it, it adds it in the percentage a, of the fermentables. It, it's not a fermentable. It's a like. b- bulk of the grist is what that percentage uh, <laughs> indicates. Like, I know. Like, uh. <laughs> and then yeast? Um, yeast, I use. Fermentation used, characteristics? Uh, American wheat ale. Uh, so why yeast 1010. Um, this is an interesting strain. And then I used uh and Mosaic. I am I, I
1: am getting some some very like very farmhousey. It's it's v- aromas from this. Yeah, it's a very weird strain. It's so interesting. It's almost wild. Like it's it's there's a funk like
0: very much there's a funk. Yeah, I don't phase. I don't hear. Pour a little bit in there. Yeah. I don't have any In front of me right now, like give it a little, like bready, like wheat
1: funk, like it. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of not not like it's a sour. No, 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 not sour. It's a bunch of aromas I'm not used to. Yeah, and I honestly like I don't think. No offense, obviously to anybody if anybody uses this strain, like you'd have to add like some you know something to to kick this. I think it's delightful. I think it's amazing yeah. and unique and it's, wonderful. It, no, it's an incredible,
0: it's, it's a beer like I've never brewed before. Um, and this is great. Like, I've, it I've is, been very it happy is with it. Light, dry, refreshing, and
1: has some of the most unique aroma that I've smelled in a while. And I I think people, like that's what I was saying, is I don't, I don't think people would like this beer by itself. I think you. there's a million things you could do with this orange, um, peach, peach, Pear would go great with this different fruits. You could do syrups, you could do woodruff, blah blah blah. Which a beer like this lends to to those syrups anyway. But um man, I think the base this base beer is really great, dude. And you've
0: got a proper haze in it. Yeah. Um proper haze, head retention's pretty solid. Ten ten, huh? Yeah. Why don't I use ten ten? Um and then I uh hit my water uh to accentuate hops. Yeah. So it's really good, man. Yeah, so a lot of uh, gypsum and uh, cal chloride. Mm-hmm. Uh, mashed low. Um, it's so. very unique beer. I like it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, beer-wise, knew, for, yeah. uh, for me, um, honestly, not a ton. So I talked a couple weeks ago. I hit a deer. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so that kind of uh, put a little kabosh in my brewing plans as I was... Uh, I've been trying to find a car in this market and all that, and so I finally found one and got that sorted, so now I should be able to start brewing again um, if I can ever find money again, because now (laughs) I have a new car. And turns out, they're not cheap. No. Um, But I upgraded a little bit. Uh, I went with the Subaru Outback over the old Toyota Corolla, so a little different, a little bigger, a little bit more dog-friendly. Well, yeah, did Lando like it or not? Oh, uh, Lando! Or did he just bark at it like everything? Well, is? so I put a I put a um, a pet uh, barrier up um uh, across the back seat so he can't get into the back seat. So he he has to uh, hang out in like the cargo area, and he doesn't like that. He doesn't like anything. He likes a lot of things. He likes frisbee. He likes ball. He likes food. He likes walks. He likes the park. I think that's it. I think that's yeah, all he, he likes. <laughs> he likes naps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Brian. We have a commercial beer to taste, and I'm very excited about it. This do you, beer do, look fancy. Do you, Do you want to pop the cork? Yeah, I know you do. You need like to pop the cork.
1: Yeah. So this bot, it's a punt, right? Like the
0: little oh in, yeah yep, indentation the
1: big, yep. on the bottom of the bottle. It is a green. Bottle that I've got here, and it is, uh, at a, you know, like a little tiny, it looks like a little tiny champagne um, bottle. It's about the length of your forearm, basically, from wrist to elbow. And there is a cork and cage on it. And then I'm uh, seeing. What, uh, what,
0: what beard are we drinking?
1: Well, I'm seeing goose Boone à l'Antienne, Moss Lambique, 100% traditional lambic ale. Uh, other things I notice about this beer is that it says the 2014 and 2015 brewing season, which is very exciting to me because this it has been aged for a while. And also on the bottom, I can see outer space floating around. Yep. Uh, which I think is also really freaking cool. So I'm gonna like try to slowly work this guy out. Here we go. There. Oh, nice. Uh-huh, sound. Uh-huh. And that would be why the the one of the reasons to put in this bottle the punt right, like mm-hmm. the geometry of the bottle.
0: Uh, so it can hold, a uh, handle higher pressure. Exactly.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna. Ood, goose, boon.
0: I had Molson in this glass before, so it really shouldn't <laughs> um, really shouldn't mess with the flavor too much. Um, Yeah, so this is uh, one of the finest examples of the traditional 100% spontaneous fermentation lambic style. This lambic uh, is aged for one, two, or three er years in oak casks. The blend, a mild average uh, 18-month-old lambic, unsweetened, unfiltered, unpasteurized, is re-fermented in the bottle and can be stored for up to 20 years. Uh, taste very fresh, more fruity than spicy, with touches of citrus and oak. Uh, clear golden color. Um, says pour gently at uh, fifty-two degrees or twelve C. Um, clarity wise, like as for for a hundred percent wheat beer, like this is. Yep, uh, there's. Uh, I would not say it is golden necessarily. It is that
1: like golden with almost a little bit of like tan or. Brown almost to it, so it kind of pushes. It's it's a dirty gold. Yeah, dirty gold.
0: Uh so should be golden. Pours with a like a tight, frothy white head, like just really tight bubble formation. Moose-like um uh aroma, you get a lot of that that barnyard um horse blanket. But also like touches of citrus. I would say also
1: leather uh goat hay horse horse blanket
0: yeah leather I can see the leather mm-hmm. um flavor wise wow that is Deep, um, deeply sour but light very light bodied very highly attenuated yep. uh, I'm not I don't get a ton
1: of lactic neither so, so it so it it to me it's more moderately sour so mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely like Brett forward, moderate to high, very Brett. And, and when we say Brett, less bacteria, I guess. So like less less sharp, more, um, more earthy. Yeah. And so if you like, like, you know, the pith, uh, on an orange, but not orange, like the, yeah, yeah. The pithy bit. Um, but there's definitely wheat and barnyard and it's a good balance. Um, there's, I don't really,
0: mm, There is next, like, low to no sweetness. Yeah, it doesn't drink, like, there's there's the impression of sweetness just from the tartness and, like, a little bit of the fruity character, but there's no sweetness in the beer. Like, it's very dry. Yeah, I don't know if, like, not, not like, um...
1: Like the way a, a honey would be if it was more like buckwheat honey, or like less like the sweetness is—it's like a type of sweetness that isn't a barley sweetness necessarily, mm-hmm. to me. Um,
0: or, or kind of like you know, you ate an apple, like, and you've got that. it, it, uh That's uh, that's uh, if you bite into a green apple, yeah, that's uh, it's kind of like the. That's the flavor slash, like, mouthfeel that you get. Like, there's a little sweetness there, but it's it's also very, like, tannic and uh, dry. Yeah, and then this, like, the way that this tartness works causes it
1: to have almost the same type of false body as when you're drinking, like, a, um, a very hoppy you know, like the the session IPA. hmm Um, there's like a you know, like it's more
0: perceived. Um it's a sneaky body. It's not there, but you perceive their their yeah, body. That, that tartness really I mean, and you know, it's mm-hmm. it's it got more buoyancy anyway because of the Ah, uh, uh, I mean and un, like un-malted Well, beat, and it's like know? and it's so highly carb too, it kinda dances off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I don't think that if I think if you put this in a glass
1: that uh, didn't wasn't clear and told someone that this wasn't beer that it was maybe like some kind of wine or something that they'd like
0: some weird kombucha that we made. Yeah, they'd they'd probably believe you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the reason we are trying a sour, uh, I mean just be not just because it's something different than what we've done and uh, this is pretty available worldwide. Um, is because we're going to talk about uh, the Philly Sour Strain of Yeast. This is a newer uh, strain. Um, I just started hearing about it this past year. I'm not entirely sure when it was introduced. Um, I wonder if Wallaman has that on their website, but I don't think they do. Possibly. yeah, so this it's it is definitely trademarked. Yeah, well, and there's still a patent pending on it. So. Yeah, Wild
1: Brew Philly Sour is the official trademark. Is the yep. official uh, name by of uh, it. mm-hmm. Um It's a, sp- a unique species of uh, Lacanacea, or yeah, I guess that's as good as I can do. You do it. <laughs> Selected from nature by the University of Sciences in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States. Patent pending. And then they give you the number, which I'm not going to read. Yep. So it produces uh, moderate amounts of lactic acid in addition to ethanol in one simple fermentation step. So this gives us kettle sour brewers, uh,
0: pff, you know, an option to. Right. This is. I mean, not mess it up. This is. <laughs> this is potentially like a game changing yeast. Oh, it yes. My very much is because it it it's I don't want to. And like I hate I hate saying this, but it's almost like easy mode for sour. It 100 percent is up, down, up, down, left, right? A. B, yeah. A, B like B it's the Konami spirit. code. It's but for
1: Kona, sour. the Konami code of sours. And I will describe to you. Here is how a kettle sour beer worked at our brewery. Uh You would have to go on the roof of the brewery and you would have to stuff something in the stack that the kettle steam exhaust came from, then you would have to go in the kettle and somehow stuff something in there uh, and then saran wrap the gaps and then leave the steam heat on all night on the kettle and hope and blanket it, sorry, also blanket it with CO2 on top and then hope that no air got in it so an entire 565 gallons of, of souring wort didn't go bad. Didn't turn into vinegar. Right. Or, yeah, soy sauce or whatever, yeah. or cheese, garbage. And so this, you know, it was a game changer.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So pure
1: strain, active dried yeast classified as lacan- Lac lacantia. I'm usually really good at those.
0: Right. There you go. Uh, yeah, the first yeast in the Wild Brew series is a great choice for innovative, sessionable sour beers with refreshing acidity, notes of stone fruit with high attenuation, high flocculation, and good head retention. Wild Brew Philly Sour is an ideal yeast for traditional styles such as Berliner Weiss, Goza, American Lambic Style, American Wild Ales, and its uh, resistance to hops makes it perfect for sour IPAs. Mm. Um, and that's just from the, the uh website. Um, yeah, so this is, like, it, this is very exciting, uh, especially like, I mean the commercial level, obviously, and then even the homebrew level, like, it makes sours attainable. Yeah, this does of course, you know, like
1: even though there's even though there's a cheat code, there's still some limitations to it. So we're still working in that sixty eight Fahrenheit to twenty Celsius range
0: in order Which to Which is eighty six degrees. Right uh is the 20 C or 68 Fahrenheit. Oh, okay, uh yep, up to 86. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a range. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
1: It, you you can up you, to 30 C, yeah. You don't necessarily need to work in the confines. Yeah. You never do. But ideally standard conditions of this wort have exhibited ferments that end in like 10 days, which is pretty good. High attenuation, obviously, a big time flocker, which goes Hand in hand with how like dry aromas, sour red apple, stone fruit, peach. Um, so yeah, no, you, yeah, like you can go 68 to 86, and I don't know how the hell you're going to get it higher than 86. If it'll free
0: rise, I don't know if I get that. Well, so it's it's, 20 to 30 C is this is, this is something like if you have a lack of temp control, um, and you're tired of brewing uh Kvike. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause like IPAs, this gives you an option like, hey, like it's summertime in Texas, maybe I'll make a sour. Got it, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: so, the, you know, and again, what Lala Man talks about is their like standard conditions, which basically means their control. So, in this is pretty common pH range for sours, anyway. Uh, uh 3.2 to 3.5, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty good. Uh, 3.2 is pretty sour. Uh, <laughs> put it that way. But one interesting thing about this, or well, there are many interesting things, but an interesting thing is that higher lactic acid levels can be achieved uh, when you bump up glucose specifically.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, in this. So the simple sugars will. Uh, kick lactic, more lactic. Kick, kick lactic out. Yeah. And, you know, already adding
1: it to a high attenuator and a high flocculator, you probably are going to want to engineer um, how your beer works to kind of sort of also compensate for that. But the lag phase, fermentation time, attenuation of flavor, they're all depending on dependent on pitch rate, as usual. I mean, that's nothing new, but mm-hmm. it might be confusing if you're like, oh, I'm, I haven't done a lot with sour yeast or kettle souring. Um and you know again yeast handling fermentation temperature nutritional quality are all yeah. obvious
0: considerations. So, um, just when 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 this like when this yeast like came came across your like I, I guess like came, you you learned about it. What styles immediately like came to mind as like this is this would be perfect for this is going to save us so much time when we brew this fruited, just fruit and sour yeah. That, I mean, that's what people want. People don't want to drink blank. Yeah, I mean, I disagree. I like blank sour. I know, that. you, you <laughs> like, that's too. that. But the, I, I, know, uh, the, I'm, this, I'm the outlier, not the not the control. And and again, this is like a good way for us to sit here and be jaded
1: and be like, well, we can get all these different things, and yeah, the, a lot of time and effort and work went into this. Oh, I mean, literal beer. literal years went into this oh, beer. Like we're drinking a beer that's seven eight years old, Yep, you know, and that, that is amazing to me. And so this, you know, I mean, I don't, it, you know, university of Philly, of course, this was made in America because people want like more, better, faster rock and roll McDonald's. Like, yeah, you know, they don't want to sit around and wait. They want it now. And here's how.
0: Well also like, and I mean, I'm not gonna like name anybody, but there's, there's a brewery around us that does a lot a lot of fruited sours, like it's kind of like their bread and butter almost, right? That and weird IPAs, um, and a, a strain like this has to like speed their process up incredibly, <laughs> and, that, and that's always good for you know commerce. Uh, yep. small breweries. Well, like yeah, that. and then like it gives it gives people who maybe not didn't necessarily have the. Um, The facility, or the ability to do like a kettle sour, or um, the like, or they like, and or be able to sit on it that long and let that like, uh, I guess, mature. Like, it gives them an option so they can compete in that market, right? Right. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Um. So, like, we we talk when we when we talk about sours, we talk about. Um, a lot of like we're we're intentionally adding bacteria in. Usually, we're adding um, things that we don't necessarily want to cross-contaminate at all in our, in the brew house. With something like this, do you do you think that your like your your cleanliness and sanitation and separation needs to be as stringent as it would be for like a pure like bacterial culture? Oh I mean I mean the obvious answer is like it should the obvious always be answer, that.
1: Yeah, is it should always be that way anyway, but
0: you know, you didn't hear from me, but no. Okay. Um yeah. So I mean so there's there's less risk of cross contamination then too, right? Yeah. Which is I mean that's also like a huge game changer. Yeah.
1: And you know, I mean, I honestly the way that the the market works. Now this like the this enduring popularity of kettle sours, you know it's it's going to continue and people are going to add like fruit and lactose and try to make it the into that dessert situation,
0: and this is again like you said only going to make it happen more quickly. Yeah, um, we're going to see more uh, more sour slushies. This is what's going to happen. This. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is just such <laughs> such a weird time in beer. It, I mean, like it, uh, it, always has been a weird time though, especially like when you I look. I feel at, like
1: we're in the eighties of beer right, right? now. Right, like when you when like, you, you know when you I mean? look at
0: sours, um, like so specifically Berliner Weiss. That was always you always had like syrup in the glass, and then you poured the Berliner in, and like it was always kind of that that like syrupy like fun beer, right? Yeah, I just, I think we're going to look at look back at this period in beer and be like, why, what were we doing?
1: What were we doing? Like, why did everyone have a synth in their band all of a sudden? Well, right? because it was the 80s. And like, why did everybody start getting face tattoos and were making they, <laughs> the, cold IPA?
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are truly in the 80s of beer right now. Uh, I had a, so there was a... Uh, Somebody had a West Coast IPA that was like something or like it was like chili IPA or whatever. And I asked them if it was if it was a cold IPA. And they're like, fuck, no, that's just a West Coast. So, (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Um, yeah, this is this yeast. uh, it's, It's very exciting. It's something new. I like seeing where, like when we were doing the yeast series, we were talking about how most of our knowledge of yeast has come about in like the last hundred years, right? And now we're seeing like, okay, so now we've found, we've found a yeast that does all of this incredible stuff and we've been able to isolate it out and reproduce it to, to a way that like it's a process that, would take us days mm-hmm. and like a lot of manual labor. And now we can skip over a lot of that. Yeah. So I don't know. Big takeaway on this
1: yeast strain, pitch rate, firm temp and work comp- composition are like big factors.
0: So all right, if, if we were going to build a recipe um, tailored around this yeast, so like, I guess like a fruit base, right? A fruit mm-hmm. sour base. Um, what what kind of stuff are we looking for here?
1: Uh, your unmalted. Well, honestly, like yeah, like build it, build it like you would build a sour, but you're so big, big, um, wheat. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think think about it. Like, you want some body to appear in this. Mm -hmm. Um. So mash high. or No, no, mash mash low. Oh, way low. Yeah, one forty-eight. Okay. Um would probably be appropriate. Uh one gram per liter as far as like the a pitch rate for warts that are about ten fifty, which sounds about right for this because Yeah,
0: you don't want to go over on your ABV. I'd say more like maybe more like ten forty
1: eight, honestly. Ten fifty, ten forty eight. Uh I think that one package would probably work. And then uh If you're going over, then add more, but it's, it's not like the acid's gonna, like the lower your pH goes, it's going to put stress on the yeast too. Also, this strain likes it hot. Uh, 70 is ideal. I know I said 68, but go a little warmer. 71 to, uh, it'll give you better acid production. You'll attenuate better. Um, if you're going to add
0: fruit, that's going to kick your – it's certainly going to give it more sugars. Would you Would you wait until um, fermentation is finished before adding fruit? Uh, I would or would
1: not do anything. It depends – I don't know. It depends, it depends on, on what you're trying what to what do. What am I trying to do? You know what I mean? Like, I just, like just generally, um, it consumes – again, I, I'm repeating myself, but it consumes glucose. It creates lactic. So you're adding the fruit. So it's going to add more acid, which is going to lower the pH, which is going to, again, accentuate fruit or any sweetness and alcohol. So if you don't want it to kick alcohol, then you know what you need to do is just add less fruit, add mm-hmm. fruit later, add extract, do amaretti or something, you know, um, three, two to three, five. That's it's so sour. 3.2 is really and sour, it's really sour. sour. Um yeah, I mean if you're looking to like really like just bitch slap people, you can always just call it bitch slap sour and add <laughs> lactic acid or something. Well, I don't know. It's
0: you you can just add it to the glass, be like, how hard do you want that bitch slap? Yeah. And there's a little eyedropper and you can just add more lactic <laughs> <laughs> So I, I don't know, I don't have a whole lot of other stuff. Say, no, I mean like, I feel like we we covered it pretty well. Yeah,
1: you you can it, it's not lactobacillus, so you can add
0: lactose for some sweetness and balance. because um, yeah, that's a complex sugar, so it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna destroy that. Yeah, the
1: yeast won't consume that, it.
0: that's I mean, that's something that we didn't really talk about either. Like, it's not gonna take away your your lactose. So oh. part part of the reason, like, you know, if you would add like If you would back-sweeten with with milk sugar and something that has a lot of lactobacillus in it, it's going to eat that. Okay, and I don't think we glossed over this, but I would
1: reiterate that contamination risk is extremely low with this because it's not a bacteria. Easily is is outperformed by other yeasts, and by that I mean if one's going to take over the other.
0: Your saccharomyces is going to take this over. (laughs) Yep. Sac's gonna take it over, and that's, and that's and that's. I mean, that's huge. Like that yep. makes it a "quote unquote" safe yeast. Yeah.
1: So normal cleaning, sanitizing. But if you're nervous, obviously, just keep it separate.
0: Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, that, and that alone is like. There's a lot of really cool things about this yeast. <laughs> it's like, kind of a game changer. It man. is. It really is. Like you can you can you can do sours easily now. Yeah. You guys didn't see that, but uh, we we recovered well from that. But I, I knocked my
1: water bottle off the table <laughs> because I like to wave wave my goddamn hands around while I'm talking. So yeah. Anyway, I think we've beaten that horse to death. So I think so.
0: <laughs> call it an episode. I suppose we can do that, eh? Yeah. Uh, that Molson's real coming through, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I just the Bob and Doug McKenzie's coming out, and I uh, <laughs> heard if you find a mouse in your beer, you get a free case. You get, get a free case. You got to go to the, you got to go to the brewery though. And if you guys haven't watched Strange Brew, do it. Um, That's just uh, like a favor you can do yourself. You can do the Canadian beer call with us. Canadian listeners, uh, hit us up, man. We were talking on the last one um, and wondering if we had any Canadian listeners. So say hello. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnessstudios.com or find us on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, or follow us on Instagram at Blind Studios. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace! coffee.